It's time for another Game Day, hosted by Flames Nation and Barn Burner at Greta Bar YYC. Join the crew at our favorite Game Day watch party spot, Greta Bar YYC, Saturday, March 23rd to watch Calgary take on Vancouver. Doors open at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. Good food, good prizes, and a guaranteed good time. This event is brought to you by McLeod Law LLP and Village Honda. Get your tickets at nationgear.ca before they sell out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, uh, the result, similar. The process, <laughs> a little different. Uh, the Calgary Flames lose again on home ice in what feels like now. If... <laughs> You know, coming in, did it? I don't know if it felt like a must-win game, but this feels like a crippling loss as they lose to the Leafs by a score of two to one. Welcome to Afterburner. It's Boomer in the home studio. There is uh, there's Pinder in the uh, in the nightclub. I like the lighting; it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when my ride one, ginger uh, gets down to here, yeah. par me another double. Yeah. Not a. It, just not meant to be, I guess. I didn't. Again, I didn't have a hard time. I didn't have a bad, no issue with their effort. Yeah. But the as the Flames were better than Boston the other night, Leafs were better than the Flames tonight. Yep, for sure. And again, it's another guy. It's quite a list they're building. The Magnus Helberg, the I Joseph got it if you Wall. Want I mean, yeah. Why not? Let's let's go there. Nobody seems to make goalies that have a tough time earning a paycheck in the NHL better than the Calgary Flames who again surrender a victory to not a bad goalie not a, someone that you should be embarrassed to lose but again they don't take advantage of an inexperienced third string netminder it's their it's it's a third string guy essentially yeah. right yeah, with, because Murray's hurt Murray Samson was their other guy yeah at the beginning so of the year, it was Shalgren that was their third. I mean, it's it's another guy that spent the bulk of the season in the American League they lose to, which is a, just a really disturbing trend uh, this year that uh, even if you get chances, they're, they're not making any goalies have a tough time. Um, and when they do, it's all Mark with, you know, the performance of his life. Yeah. So Jackson Stauber. Yep. Mads oh. Sogard. Yep. Uh, is it Magnus Helberg? It is Magnus. Samuel Urson. Samuel Harrison I'm gonna, for Philly. I'm going to I'm going to throw in Laurent Brassois. I'm just oh, going to throw him in. It's maybe a step nice. but it's back been up. a league forever. Back up. He was going to be the starter in Vegas before everyone got yeah, hurt. But not, yeah, not an AHL. Back up. Hmm. He was going to start then, when Leonard got hurt. And then uh Wall. Joseph Wall. Wall. We joked about five years ago about the Flames getting Christopher Gibson by the New York Islanders, and a pox and a curse has been placed upon the Flames' house since then, or at least this season. Mm -hmm. It's like, wouldn't you want to make life really difficult for a young netminder that hasn't played a lot in the NHL? Mm. You know, I... 
I think they tried. I, honestly, yeah. I think they tried. The well, it's not a bad was, effort. Hey, you know what? Leafs were not great in Edmonton two nights nope. ago. They were good. Nope. They were good. Yeah, they were better. They deserved it, especially once they got that 2-1 lead. The third period was their period. Yeah, oh, know. for sure. Once they got the lead, it was trouble. And honestly, you know, it's it's little things, but the Flames have a goal called back on an offside on the power play. That's a much more comfortable position to be in, just as the Leafs goal not being challenged and standing that's a big one for them because they're up one. And, you know, they put in two fresh D-men that did not play last night in Edmonton in the lineup. And newcomers Shen and Gustafson, they played 7-D. That was built for them to be up one in the third on the road with that crowd behind them. I, I've got a bone to pick with the coach tonight on a couple of fronts, Dino. I know you do. I've got it in my notes. I knew you would. Um, I was just going to say before we move on about yeah, the Leafs sure. taking, taking over, it's it's always, I say it all the time, I bring it up. It's never a good omen. When you're the team trailing in the third and you yeah. get outshot, shots were 10-5 for Toronto in Didn't that Didn't generate much. Late. They just grabbed a hold of it. Yeah. Credit to them. You know, I thought Shen was good tonight. He was physical. You could tell yeah. he was excited to get back in. Rhett talks about it all the time. That first game, it's not hard to get up for. It's the second, yeah. third, fifth okay. kind of a thing. Yeah. So You can see what he is, right? That's why he's beloved and that's why... Yeah. You know, uh, hockey guys love him. You know, the data might not be wonderful, but he hits, he's hard-nosed. If anyone's going near the goal, he's grabbing them. Like, this is a blue-collar stick-up for teammates, heart and solar, right? This is a Don Cherry special. If, if you're a Flames fan and you're really frustrated because you feel like, and we've talked about it on the other show, we've talked about it on this show, if you feel like the separation is, is kind of almost razor-thin at times, mm-hmm. you think back, wasn't it the Vegas game? Or was it the, I think it was the Vegas game. Didn't Anderson hit a crossbar or hit a post right before? Anderson hit a crossbar in the game. They lost in overtime before it went to overtime. That might've been Boston or was it a game before that? Either way. Yeah. Like we're we're starting to confuse all these one goal losses. Hannafin Hannafin off the the post. Even against Boston two, yeah, two nights ago, the, the shot goes off of the post by Lucic and lands on top of the goalie and doesn't go in. Yeah. Uh, look, you I'm not talking about they're posts. unlocked. Uh, it's just, um, it just well, it feels like they're cursed, right? Yeah. If you, and I would think for Jacob Markstrom, he must feel like he's cursed because he gave them a chance to win tonight. He was actually very good. Yeah. And biggest takeaway. We're, we're back to that. Uh, didn't get the run support nope. thing that was what, about two months ago. It just yeah. felt like every time he went out, if it was three, two, and then he was on the wrong end of it, two to one, you know, who scored one. Because he wasn't, uh, yeah, he's not getting it right now. He is what one win in his last six starts. That feels high. Uh, the the second goal for the Leafs, the one that stands as the winner. I never saw a great angle on the broadcast, and they kind of just let it be. You could see the Flames were looking at it on the bench. It wasn't reviewed. The one or two uh, looks I got at it it appeared to me that it was in Markstrom's glove and Yarncroke's stick pushed the glove into the net. What am I missing there? Because if it was that clear, the Flames mm -hmm. clearly would have challenged. It pops out. Okay. His glove glove is there. He pokes at it, and then it dribbles over, and it is Mm -hmm. right before the puck. There there was that one angle from, I think it was right behind the net. Again, I don't know why sports that they they can see it. They saw it. Every other from the side, that was totally inconclusive. But that one, which is, the it was the ref's uh, perspective. His vantage point at it, you could see. It, it kind of get either go, goes over top of the glove or in it and then out right yeah. before the net comes off. Good and to see so, uh, Callie Yarncroke can score in Calgary. You know, I we've was been waiting and waiting it. for. 
he played uh, deadline on and all the playoff games. The one goal he scored as a Calgary Flame was in that game five loss to Edmonton. And his first game as a Flame, Dustin Tokarski, I think, went like around the world pad stack with like somebody's outdoor hockey gear (laughs) with a broken ass stick from 1996. It was embarrassing that uh, how good Tokarski was that night. He robbed Yarncroft game one. Yarn Crook never scores again until the last game of the year. And yeah, in a small sample against the Flames this year, uh, one goal in the two game season series. I can't recall if he scored in Toronto, but I'm assuming not, or I would have. I think it was injured. Yeah, I think it was injured. There you go. So one for one. It it only took him one game, like 25 or whatever it was to get his first uh, as a member of the Calgary Flames. Uh, And so, really quick, just before we leave that point, could you have challenged goalie interference if there's a poke at the glove or was. And look, the Flames are pretty good on these reviews, as are most teams now. They've got Jamie Pringle in the sky. Kale McLean's communicating. He's talking to Daryl. I think if it's clear, teams are usually on it. Like, now that there's a penalty for challenging and being wrong, if teams are, they're dead sure. But I was just, because I thought it was in the glove, I was like, man, that seems silly that they didn't challenge it. But I also kind of was like, I must have missed something because they don't miss these. So could yeah, you have I'm challenged a- goalie interference or no? You probably could have, but I'm, I'm wondering if the Whether thought process is there. If you don't get it, it's two to it's one, and now you're putting them on the power play. That could be game yeah. over. Yeah, um, and honestly, at this point of the game, it kind of felt like 2-1 might have been getting close to game over. Yeah, it, just, it, anyway. it felt like that night where Toronto was coming on, Marner was starting to dance, and you know Wall was getting comfortable, and you could just see the new defenseman. There were some jitters early and a couple of missteps by McCabe in the first, but they just they were they were going to figure it out, and on this night, I don't know. It, it uh, didn't feel like a lot of offense was going to be created. But then again, you mentioned the posts, the chances. Uh. If we go into, can we go into into the time machine? Is was there a time where potentially seriously, with all the upheaval that was going on in Toronto with the first round losses, could you have traded for Mitch Marner? No, we know that I don't the, think so. the contract was massive. But if you really, if, if you were willing to take that cap hit on, could you have gotten that guy? Because he was. All world in this game. If you polled Leafs Nation, you probably could have half the time. And if you asked people around the team uh, about hot button topics, for sure. I just never think Kyle Dubas was there. He's always been ride or die with those four guys. And all four guys are still there. And they've had incredibly tough, painful, gut-wrenching, look yourself in the mirror, this team, do you or do you not have it type exits. And he's stuck with all four of them. I never thought that that was going to happen with Dubas. And... Like you saw it tonight and you've seen it the last few times he's played the, the Flames have played the Leafs. Like Marner was the best player on the ice. Matthew still doesn't look quite right, but he was, you could see how a couple shots is all he needs sometimes. Uh, he's a weapon, man. He's a special, special player. Yeah. Never thought anyone could get him. And, and the thing of it is kind of the, what he has to live with is that he will only be judged by what happens in the playoffs because yep. of that Same whole with scenario. Same with five and five. Scenario. Yeah. Look at the big man. Um, so be, before, because I know it's part of the thing, we always kind of salute a player coming up in a little bit. It's like that compliment sandwich. It's like, hey, you're doing great. This is no good. But how about the, I don't know, what what, what if it's only two? If Because you're going to rip you're gonna rip some guys, and then we'll do the cheers. So well, was, was, I want to talk with a coach, and that's not going to be a cheers. That's going to be a pour it out. This is a okay, wounded so soldier from last night. Yeah. And then I do have a cheers. You've got a cheers. I think we'll probably be on the same yeah. page. Yeah, and yeah. then, uh, you know, we've got some other you things wanna... to do as well. And I do want to hear from the coach as well. I got some splaining to do. Yeah. Look at the. They don't give you much. And so you got to bear down on limited opportunities you get against them. 
said you needed a goalie to get hot. Fair to say uh, Jacob Markstrom at least turned the burner on to start? Yeah, he was really good, I thought. I thought he was our best player. I mean, you got to make some big saves against those big guys, and he did that. Did something in the way he was just carrying himself, even on a pretty routine save, feel or seem different? You no, know, he's a confident guy. It's not, you know, it's, it takes, it's good. He's got a strong leadership position on the team, and I think he tried to assert himself that way. I think for a couple of shifts it did, but I don't think it had any prolonged at all. I think it was pretty obvious from the bench that it was offside. I mean, the puck was a foot, and we were about three feet, so I don't think it was really reviewable. Did you get an explanation from the refs on the second goal from Toronto's side? Set that yeah, the puck's in the net, right? That's matter if it's in his glove or not. The only reason I was talking to the refs about it was if it, they couldn't tell it was in and they thought it, and they still determined because it was on the ice it was a goal, then could I challenge because of the stick in the glove. But they determined it was a goal. In terms of, well, uh, just in terms of off, offense and trying to get that tying goal, what were you hoping to see out of your forwards that maybe they didn't do? Uh, you, need, you need to make a, somebody's got to make a big play. Right? You're not going to get many chances against them, right? and I think we had we had opportunities when it was one one to get the next goal, but the third there, hey, they know how to they're good at it. There there are live icings today. What what do you think the reason for that was? Pardon? There are live icings today. Do you did you notice that? Yeah, <laughs> I think there was two or three that affected the game. Right, caught. Lines out there, extra shifts, especially when they address eleven guys, and you know that Matthews is out out there a lot. Either Matthews or or uh, Tavares or O'Reilly a lot. So uh, eight times there's icing. That's to the other team's advantage. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, yeah, bloody uh, lines, icing. Those bloody lines, <laughs> bloody icings will get you. There's Daryl Sutter, and you know, he's one of the reasons those icings yeah. can get you. Daryl, yeah. is because yeah. guys can get stuck on the ice against people they shouldn't the be playing against. Is that going to lead you right into? Uh, you can wrap up anything you, you saw there. In. I'll give yeah, you some yeah. room. Anything? Any final thoughts on the Daryl press? Uh, no, it's we've heard it. Good to see a Leafs Nation in the uh, chat group. Good to see you. it's got to be. It's got to be. Big Dick Nick Alberg out in Ontario. It's got to gotta be for sure. I'm looking and, and you <laughs> know, you're like, oh, late, really? Nick. Nothing, nothing better to Log do up. out there, eh? Awfully <laughs> late, buddy. Get some sleep. You yeah. got a show to do tomorrow. Rosie will be wound up. Um, what did they get? They it's, got enough to eat for, for it's, <laughs> it's some, there it is. Yeah, massive hammer. Yeah. It's something we've heard from, from Daryl after so many games. <laughs> you need somebody to step up. You need someone to make a play. Someone's yeah. got to do something. And if the Cadre goal counts, then maybe it's a different game, but you, you still you have that entire third period. Yeah. The better part of it anyway, to to make a play, to get to get a goal and even that thing up, and they couldn't do it. So you give yeah. credit to the Leafs as he did, because they deserve to win it. Yeah. It's just another backbreaker and the math is just uh it's just getting worse, dude. Well, it's... and Rick alluded to it on the broadcast, and it's going to get annoying because Nick, did you did Nick? Oh, Rick. Rick. Sorry, I got uh, Rick. Yeah, that's all I can think about is big voice Rick, now. not yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leafs Nation Nick. Uh, Rick had alluded to it on the broadcast that once they get through this tough part of the schedule, which has been, you know, you look back, it was Vegas, then Colorado, then Boston, now Toronto. 
next Minnesota, then Dallas, Minnesota again on the second half of a back-to-back on the road. That's not easy travel between games. That's a really tough stretch. But then you're into your final 18 games of the year. Nine of those. So that's half of those 18 are all against bottom six teams. You close with seven of 10 at home. You close with six of seven teams not in the playoffs. I don't, it's not enough for me to believe, but if you are looking for something to cling to, it's that. Uh, I just don't know, though, when you can't take advantage of Woolen net or you only get one goal and play fine against the Leafs, like they're going to lose games to those bad teams. And because, well, I've learned from history, as all humans do, we're formed by what we've seen. What have I seen from this team all year, Dean? They're fucking a game over 500 against non playoff teams. And you know what? They're the, way over kinda... 500 against playoff teams. Like, Having a soft schedule is great if this team knew how to beat bad teams. They well, apparently and, have a tough time with it. And it'd be one thing if you can't beat the bad teams, if you want to, you know, bad teams. Now they're not beating the good teams. You lost to Vegas. You lost mm-hmm. to Boston. You've lost to Toronto. So before yeah, they were, you were, you were beating the Rangers. Three, but that's not enough. You were getting, you were getting some wins. But if you're going to lose those, one of a possible two, three of a possible six. It's not enough. They're just. You said this ground. one feels um, particularly like haunting. Or what was the word you used? Like, this well, is a crucial loss or backbreaking. This, this feels like it's a crippling loss. Crippling. That's the one. Yeah. Nashville, and I agree with you. Nashville, who has been selling off like crazy yeah. the last week, they win tonight. Their mm-hmm. points percentage puts them past Calgary. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm not too worried about where Nashville's at in the sense that they got a star player out 12 weeks. It was clearly an opportunity to sell high on Ekholm, turn over this core. They have Askarov in the wings. Maybe they shop Saros. Like, I get it. It was time for a new core. I don't know that the Flames are there yet, but yeah, it is clunky when teams that are selling are ahead of you in the standings. For sure it is. And it's not like Nashville's been robbed by having the second best goaltender three out of four nights this season, if not five out of six. That's what the Flames have been. It just wasn't tonight. They finally got the goaltending. Sure as shit, they couldn't get more than one. Uh, so let's, let's move on. You were going to talk about the coach for the first half of the game. It seemingly every time I saw Milan Lucic's line with Walker Dewar and Trevor Lewis on the ice. So was Austin Matthews line. You're at home. This is last change. I understand rolling lines. I understand Daryl doesn't like matching, but there are little things you can do to help give you a better chance of winning. And I understand there's a value of rolling lines, but this is a big game. This is the game before the trade deadline. You talked about that stretch. If they win tonight, you can say they got one point against Boston, outplayed them. They got one point against Vegas. They got two against Toronto. You pulled out four points in three games against contenders. You could make that case. You lose it, and you lose it, frankly, because you've got your worst line out against the Leafs' best line. Marner walks Lucic at the line. He looks up, and I don't know if he can see the puck. There's so much drool coming out of his mouth. He's salivating. He knows he can walk Luch. He's It's flat-footed Luch at the top of the line. And not only was it like, oh, there it is. It's like it was all night. And, and I shouldn't say it was all night. It was the first half of the game. Finally, at the midpoint, they get other lines out against them. But it's like, do they have to score to make the point? Daryl's too smart to get caught with the fourth line out against the guy that scored fucking 60 goals last year for the first half of a huge game. It's insane. Yeah. And as the game went on, obviously they tried to steer away from that, but it was rough because the the goal, as you said, 
the fourth line is on. And then again, I, I think, were, were they not on when Marner walks through again? Yes. Marstrom has to do the diving glove save. Yeah, there, there was at least two or three occasions where he, the fourth line was out and you were just, you should home. not have been out there. Your centers are Lindholm, Caudry, and Backland. You pick three of four centers. Austin Matthews doesn't have to play a single shift against Milan Lucic's line tonight. Yeah. You got last change and you got three guys. You're never going to have to double shift anyone. You're never really going to have to break up that much rhythm. He's just so dedicated to rolling four. And I get it. Walker Drew has been good and there's a time and a place. But Christ, put people in a place to succeed. It's just batty. And yes, they figured it out. But it, it was not until Marner was flying. And oh, there you go. Look who's got the lead. Mm-hmm. Midway through the game, they finally get away from that. Um, it's, it's frustrating. And then you're down one, you know, you're going to need some chances. You've got offensive zone time with over three minutes left. He doesn't pull his goalie. He waits and waits and waits and waits and waits and waits and waits. And then they get hemmed in a bit because you know what, without an extra guy, they didn't keep the zone as easily. And then with 40 seconds left, he gets your extra skater on. Go look at the modern coaches that, you know, do some homework on this stuff. And when they pull, it ain't with 40 seconds left. It's closer to three. They had their chance. They didn't do it a couple times with a lot of time left. And that's not like the game. And Lucic's line getting caught out against Matthews isn't the game. It just feels like your coach left some on the table tonight, didn't he? I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't focus so much on, on the, uh, on the, the goalie pull. Well, and it's, and it's a Hail Mary. Um, like your chance to score are probably one in five or whatever. Like I get it. It's not the game, but it's just another thing where you're like, that's not the smart play. That's the dumb play. Yeah, but it was... What are you protecting? uh, You're protecting... You don't want them to win by two? You need to tie the game. It it was watching the fourth line, and I thought, obviously, you saw Marner put the the move on Denny Gilbert, the the 5'6". The 5'6 guys guys had a tough night, too. So your your depth guys... And you scored one goal, and you scored it shorthanded. Should we be... Are we picking on... Dennis Gilbert, I guess so, but no, um, I, it's the coach, man. He doesn't have to see a single shift against Marner. You got three pairs and you got last change. I'm sorry. You got a great top four. Not ideal. So no. now's where we spin it and do the, uh, now it's the nice guy routine. We pull, it's just what we do now. Well, years I, of the game. I, it's just, you know, you, you really want to attack the people with the most security and Sutter's got a three-year extension in his pocket. So I thought I'd take a run at him. That's okay, probably best enough. for the business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we'll, we'll do something uh, different. Yeah. We'll do our cheers. You went leaving. Game. We want to say something nice about mm, No. Presented by BK Beaufort Liquor located on the Trans-Canada Highway right across from Windsport beside McDonald's. Stop in, stock up on your way to the mountains where, or wherever you're going. If you're in that area of the city, that is your place Go on Twitter. It at BK Liquor on Instagram at BK Beaufort Liquor. Uh, cheers of the game, Flames player of the game. For me, it's pretty easy. Jacob Markstrom. He uh, did it. I feel like he did enough for his team Big to win the game. 32 saves. He had, I, was, I made a note of, not, which is not to say you know, Flames had chances, but man, there was Matthews, that early cut to the net in the first period. Mm-hmm. Glove save off of Jake McCabe. Uh, Breakaway on Nylander. Marner, Marner post, and then makes a save off of mm-hmm. off of Austin Matthews. The Nylander breakaway, the Riley breakaway before, right before the Yarncroke puck goes in. That diving glove mm-hmm. save on Marner. 
that's five, six, seven, eight, grade A, high, high quality chances. And he made yep. made saves, gave, really gave his chance, his team a chance to win. And it felt like if you could, again, it's, it's why it feels like this is such a, a, a rough loss, is you got the performance out of the guy that's been struggling that you needed. And, and maybe yep. Daryl's right. Maybe it doesn't matter. He can start the next game and be unfazed by it. But it feels like the guy could use a win by now. He's played poorly well, and deserved losses. He's yeah. deserved a little bit better here the last bit. He's no dummy. I don't I don't think Markstrom's thinking, oh, man, I need to make one more save. I think he's saying, you know, like, I, I played well. We lose as a team. That That's a resurgent bounce-back game. I don't think you have to tell Jacob Markstrom that. He knows that. Now, he wants wins. He didn't get one. You can speak as such at the media. But that that's an encouraging sign. It's just tough that this is, what, game 62 that – He's, you know, and is it a one-off? Is it two weeks? Like they're in a spot now where they're going to have to, you know, like playing well is one thing. Get on a fucking heater is what they need. That's it. That's their only chance. Get on a heater. And you've got a chance with Markstrom. It's just ironic. The, the first time you've got good net money from him in seemingly a month, you only score once. He was good. Cheers. And uh, Mandeep texted me. He was at the game. He was uh, make sure we give Markstrom some love. I said, "Dude, we're on it. Don't you worry yeah, about yeah, it." Yeah. Clean sweep of the 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 BK Beaufort cheers of the game. So you're on Markstrom also? For, yes, uh, of for course. Cheers of the game? Yeah. Um, so BK Beaufort liquor. You see the details there on the screen. If you don't, uh, we'll tell you about them. They're right in the west end of the city, as we mentioned, across from Windsport, and right by uh, right by the Denny's. Moon's over my hammy. If you're going out there, grab a six Are you pack. Giving free love to Denny's. Uh, Let's you see know. the smoke, Denny's, before you start moons over your hammy on this post game. Well, we're mentioning McDonald's. Wolverine's that... pissed. He's shaking his head right now. We're mentioning McDonald's. That fucking clown isn't giving us any dough. Fuck yeah, him. The guy with the white skin and red hair? Yeah, I'll stay yeah, away. That's right. Prick. Unless they're paying. Although, hey, love man McDonald's. deep, though. Man, man deep's a beauty. Great yeah. guy. Yeah. He doesn't have B- white skin, red hair. BK- He's a normal human. What the hell are you looking at me? It's clowns. BK- in shoes. Just, just BK Beaufort liquor. On Twitter at BK Liquor, on Instagram at BK Beaufort Liquor. You probably All deserve right. a, sh- a punch in the punch in the face. I thought you were gonna one. say shot. I'd say, well, what has got man deep got in the yeah. back in the cabinet for us? I'll take a shot after that one. Uh, I was gonna think like uh, uh, now. No, I'll ask you this because I okay. I did go and I looked. So the Kraken they win in overtime. Craig, as a, as we're sitting here, it's uh, the Wilder leading Vancouver two to one. And yeah. as I mentioned, Nashville wins in Florida. There's 20 games left. How yeah. close are you? Like, where are you at in terms of your... This was a significant your, blow. Your hopeful, yeah. I thought there was a lot of uh, positive to take out of that Boston game. And they were they were fine tonight, but it wasn't nearly the same. Uh, not that you can do that every night. I'm not saying 57 shots only allowed, you know, teens in regulation. But there wasn't the the zone time, the pressure, the chances, the the stout defensive play. They were leakier. They they didn't do as well creating opportunities. They didn't test the goalie nearly as much, like a fraction. And I just think we were waiting for this team to give a signal to the GM. They have. They've been measured against playoff teams a bunch in the last two weeks, and they've had middling to poor results. And 
we said, okay, well, what if they're in the same spot? What if they're like a point or two out of the, and it's like, okay, well, you're right. You probably will be there. It won't be a clear buy or a clear sell signal. They've given the sell signal. And it's an unusual spot for the roster in the sense that there's not, I don't think any pending free agents that are going to get you anything of value. I don't think anyone's knocking the door down. Like when's Michael stone healthy. We need him. Or like, Hey, you know, those guys that have been rotating in the press box, could, could we get our paws on one? And even Milan, like you watch him tonight, like it's a very, very niche, small role that frankly, I don't know that a lot of contenders have room for on their roster. Never mind the assets, never mind the five and a quarter cap space. I don't see any natural sales pieces that are going to bring you anything. And so now you start looking at the expiring contracts next year, and we've talked about it for a month. There's six significant core players that are up next year, maybe five, depending on how you view Zadorov. <laughs> Lovely pinch early on, big man. Uh, three up front. So Lindholm, your number one center. Backland, your shutdown defensive number three center this year. Your career flame, drafted by the club by Daryl, played for Daryl. Uh, now that's how long he's been around. And then to Foley who Daryl has talked about as his only natural finisher in terms of just an elite finisher, a great shooter beats you from distance. They don't have any of those on the other side, on the back end, you've got Hannafin who is just 25 minutes a night plays against everyone. You can, he's a absolutely lock it in two, three in this league. Tanev, who's an excellent defensive guy that has uh, really helped good young players in their career at junctures. Everyone who plays with numbers get better. And Zadorov is a big physical guy that, you know, is the roller coaster. How do you approach guys that expire in a year if you don't even know that this GM is going to be here next year? That's the challenge I see. I think it's easy to yell sell. What's hard to do, especially when emotions are high, is to say, we feel like we want to throw players in the garbage because the performance hasn't worked. But if you're going to change guys in and out or you're going to have a plan moving forward, the plan should be the guy that's going to have to run the team. The plan shouldn't be inherited by the new GM. And likewise, if you're on your way out, who is really going to run the sale? Is a guy on the way out going to do it? I, I like if I'm, I'm okay. If they extend your living, I think he's done a lot of good things. There's clearly been blemishes. It's a very NHL GM resume. It's not like he's overmatched. He wins a lot of trades. He loses a lot of trades. There's a mistake in free agency here. There's a couple great hits late in drafts. Like I, I think he's a competent, strong NHL GM, bring him back. Great. But if you don't know who's running this team next year, it's just a little complicated for me to have a different human and their vision run a sale. Now, I'll, I agree with most, if not all of that. However, there's no way they're even contemplating selling, right? Uh, I think when we hear what I just, people like I just know and Frank have talked about, I think... They are living, not going to host a fire sale, but they might look at they're one not guy. selling. I mean, you know what they're doing? How look how close we are. We're in one goal games. We have leads in the third. We, we're that close. How do we help this team get a little bit better? Yeah, I guarantee but, they're what can we do to make this team better? I don't think so. Let's any, talk any, about any thought, any thoughts of selling, like you say, that's off season. Well, and I think that the good news for the Flames, and, and at least the, the pitch I'm making, is that I don't think any of these players' value plummets between now and draft week. And at that place, you're going to have to have someone who's running the team in place, uh, I would think. That would that would be what a functional organization does. And like I don't think all of a sudden people are like, oh, we don't want Tyler Foley now. It's two months later, and he scored. Th no, he's still Tyler Foley. Everyone knows who Chris Tanev is at this point of his career. Injury is the only thing that can derail that. And he's bounced back brilliantly coming off an offseason of injury last year. 
Backlund is what he is. He's been incredibly durable. He's a great defensive centerman. I think a lot of teams would love him. I, I'm not worried about them. Oh no, we let this asset poof into nothing and go away. And and we're both on the same page. A lot of this work gets done in the off season, but could one guy get pride off you? Cause I just think it's harder to believe you can get in after tonight. The only thing about, and I agree with all of that, but don't underestimate the desperation of GMs at this time of year. There are some GMs that maybe they feel comfortable in their seat. Maybe there's some other guys that are like, I cannot miss or lose in round one again. Look at Tyler Toffoli. Right, right? Tyler Toffoli right now is playing some of the best hockey of his career. You didn't see it yep. tonight, but he's scoring goals. He's been a leader on this team on a year yep. that has been no good. And yep. if you if you eat some dough, I you may get more for him now. And like we talked on the other okay. show, there's no guarantee mm -hmm. that next year his offensive numbers are as good or that he's healthy or, or whatever. Right now, yeah. he's healthy. He looks good. And... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Blah, blah, blah. That said... I just can't, I can't see an offer that comes across the table tomorrow that has the flames say, okay, we'll trade Tyler or any of those guys. I really think they sit there again and think if we would have had one more, one more shot, one more goal, yeah. one more power play chance, maybe we win this hockey game. Yeah, and they, and they might've, but I, I think the difference being like, there's not enough runway for the moral victory. We're playing well. We only lost by one. There's only so many games, and each loss is that much more crippling to your chances because you've fallen further behind the pack. Like, let's say Minnesota picks up points. Seattle already did. Edmonton's found some stride here. McDavid's scoring two a night. Like, it's just harder to envision this team getting in now um, than with – if they get two points tonight, you're like, well, now the gap's only three to win a pick. Huh. Right? You could start to think, but it's like, no, now it's – five and we just gave a game in hand to Winnipeg so I I'm with you I think that if you have to describe the posture of the Flames at the deadline it's Stan Pat but if one team wants to offer too much it's like look our internally we think we got a one in three chance this is a bigger haul than we'll be able to get any other juncture we're selling high on this stock or it just be a Zadorov and get the hell out of here well, <laughs> I don't yeah, know who I, wants well and been tough the last couple unless, months unless there's some real come to jesus conversations tonight at the dome and they sit around a bucket of beer and say look let's let's be honest let's talk, let's look each other in the eyes and be honest with each other and this is what we want to do it's just even even in the years where they've sold it took you just know Trilliving. When he sold Glenn Cross and Chris mm -hmm. Russell, they were well out, and it was just obvious what they yep. had to do. They were expiring no, sure. contracts and all of that. And even then, you could tell it was, man, this is we don't do this. Yeah, uh, I still, I still wonder if if there's a trade made tomorrow, is it a player coming in to help or is it somebody uh, leaving? Man. I think I know where I put my money. Well, where would you? Are you saying they bring someone in? Well, you want to buy sell? Let's do it. All right. Um, all right. We do buy it or sell it for Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate Group with CIR Realty. Derek's great pal of the show. If you're in the market to buy or sell, give him a call. 
You see the email address on the screen, dnewman at cirrealty.ca. And the phone number is 403-619-6661. Dean, buy it or sell it. After tonight, with the gap between the Flames and the postseason expanding, not shrinking, they should sell tomorrow at the deadline. Buy it or sell the sell. Now, are you saying they should or they will? They should. I am buying. I think they should. Depending again, depending on I the offers. You're, you're, you're not. Right, you, so. No, but I mean, if, if somebody says we'll give you a second for Tofoli, that well, yes, just no. get rid. No, if there's a real good offer, then then yeah, you sell. Because like you say, there's no real. If they don't trade Trevor Lewis as a pending <laughs> UFA, that's not squandering an asset. You know what I mean? That's He'll not Johnny Gaudreau going for nothing. Um, but yeah, I just they they probably should. No, I did I say what should I don't, they do? What will they do is what you talked about earlier. So yeah, what will they do? I don't. I don't think they'll they'll get rid of anybody. I think that they'll they'll ride or die with this group. And yeah. I think even going into next season, there's going to be some changes, obviously, but mm -hmm. because of the cap and everything else, I think you almost have to bring all these guys back and say that was a blip, guys. Right? You you're yeah. better than this. Let's go, let's run this thing back. Well, we know the yeah, goalies. I think we know the goalie's better than this. We saw it tonight. That's that's been you almost this year. again. You, you know what? You almost wish that some of those guys were were UFAs this year. Yeah, you almost do, bit, right? Yeah, it would yeah. force your hand a little bit. Yeah, well, at six if, in one year, none in this year. That's that's a lot of work that has to get done in the offseason. Because like let's not just say, okay, well, bring them all back. Like you have the opportunity to talk extension with Elias Lindholm this summer. You're gonna get a really good idea of whether he wants to, you know, sign up and play theoretically the rest of his career the next eight years in Calgary. Elias, you signing up for some more Daryl Sutter for the near term? Elias, do you want to get out of here? Elias, do you feel like this group's close? You're gonna know. And so when it's everyone's saying, Oh, don't run it back. That's crazy. You got to sell now this summer will be very, very um, like it, it, it will give this organization clarity on what they have. Cause they're not going to walk Elias Lindholm straight to free agency. They're going to get ahead of it and say, here's where we see your value. Here's what, you know, you tell us what you think your, your value is and can we make the numbers work? But before we get there, do you want to be here beyond this coming season? You don't walk into the season without having a really good idea of what it takes to sign Elias Lindholm and what your probability is to sign Elias Lindholm. And it's so, not just him. It's Backlund. It's DeFoley. It's certainly a minute muncher in Hannafin. Tanev's a little bit different conversation. He's longer in the tooth. And I don't know that it's like, well, here's the max deal. I mean, he's well into his mid-30s now. Uh, and, and Zadorov is eh, less desirable than the others. But th these conversations this summer will give you clarity. They're not going to roll with six UFAs next year out of the gate. They, it would be preposterous to put yourself under that kind of duress as a GM. So just so you're saying, and I think it's probably Lindholm out of that whole group, because I think Backlund being a little bit older, he's been here his whole career. I, I, I kind of feel like he wants to be here. I think that that's kind of a separate deal. I, so Elias Lindholm, if you July one hits, let's talk mm -hmm. extension. And yeah, if he says, you know what, I just, uh, I'm not, not ready. You it. get to training camp. He comes to camp. He's got a contract game one. It's it's opening day. You don't have an extension signed for Elias Lindholm. Are you, you're trading him? Well, I think you need to know this summer what the probability is. Like, I think you could go into camp without a deal done, but I don't. I, I think it would be really silly to like. Oh, we'll we'll talk in uh, we'll we'll talk in the new year about this. No, 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 no. Do you want to be so? Here? So so what if that? But if what if the Lindholm camp says we just want to play out the year? 
We want to see how things then, go. Then you start taking offers. Like your job as the GM is to, to yeah, have yeah. all these. That's, you know, well, the that's what I'm asking. Pull. So you're that's saying, what okay, asking. what can we get for him on the market? You know, and you know, maybe you can talk in vague terms with an agent ahead of the draft. And but I just my concern, and I stated this a couple months ago with Daryl, and I think he has softened up with the group since. I think Daryl was a factor in Matthew not wanting to be here long term. Not the biggest and not the factor, but it was a part of it. You know, the, the, the thought of you can't play every game like it's game seven was sort of relayed and back channeled to me through some sources. And I get that. He asks for a lot 82 times a year. And that doesn't mean guys are soft, but Rhett talks about it all the time. It's not fun coming to the rink all the time with Daryl. He wears on you. It's a challenge coexisting with him. I've heard from very good authority that a lot of guys that have played for Daryl before and played for Daryl now and guys that play for him twice don't like him. They respect him. But if you have your choice, which you do when you're a year away from free agency in today's NHL, would you be surprised at all if Elias Lindholm said, I love this group. I love this city. I can't sign up long-term for three more years of Daryl. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. And if you get that kind of feedback, you best be calling around. Who needs a center? Who's a contender? Who are their best prospects? How many picks do they have? That is what a GM does all summer. So what if you get that from the bulk of those UFAs? Then it's clear what your work is. You can't let them walk for nothing. Your job is to retool. Or, you know, I guess I should back that up. If my assumption is that the coach is Teflon, it feels like the coach's connection to the owner is closer to the GM's connection than the owner at certain junctures. I don't think Bradshaw Living was the driving force behind Daryl's extension. I think Daryl and the owner were. And it's handcuffed them, I think, because the GM knows, even if he does get renewed here, the things I'm talking about are likely to happen with at least one or two of those six players, if not more. And so if that's the case, can you change the coach if you're the GM? Like, if you're Trilliving, could you fire the coach if you wanted to this summer? I don't think so. If you're a new GM applying for the job, like if it's the Steve Eiserman interview, are, is he being granted autonomy to get rid of Sutter if that's what his internal audit determines is a big issue with this group or allows you to re-sign a theoretical core partner star player? I think Sutter is a big problem if they have to get rid of it. And then the other side, Rhett will say, like, he's not the guy for a young team. It's it's unfortunate, but the shelf life of a coach is short, and it feels like Daryl's worn out a lot of his. It's kind of why I feel like the whole group because of that. You you see everybody back. I, that's I just don't imagine. I just they they almost have. You, you don't see them trading like a Lindholm if they know he's not going to resign. No, they have to. no. I, I well again the theory is you should, but when have they done that? They sell uh, pending free agents all the time. Um, the Flames? Yes. I mean, it when? was clear. When? Well, I, they always when they're they go into the, the year. Playoffs, I get they, it. But they go into the year to see what they've got. And if they bring this group back, you know they're going to think that they've got a chance to make the playoffs. And if they get into the season and they're hovering around a playoff spot, they are not trading guys. They never do. So, so you think a GM in the NHL, one of these 30 you jobs, are, wouldn't try to move Lindholm before the season? Like, that's not the question. That's no, but not that the is question. What I'm, saying. I'm saying the Flames. You abs- Yes, if, if I'm a yeah. GM, 
I'm not yeah. putting myself in that spot. The Calgary Flames, under the current yeah. ownership, with Daryl yeah. Sutter behind the bench, will yeah. never do that. They yeah, will bring those guys back to get into an 82-game season and give it their best and see how somebody has jace's they never sold iggy like they, they didn't sell good they don't well, sell they, guys they did but i mean yeah they sold at the wrong time they, and, and look i get it when it gets to iggy it's bigger than just asset management it's the face of a franchise it's all your marketing it's you know it was the same thing with geo they, they fucked it up um we all saw you're going to lose him for nothing why don't you get something that's more than nothing and they didn't and i don't know if that was the organization or Brad Living or honoring Gio's wishes. Um, <clears throat> but I think you're being a little too cynical. I mean, if, if what I'm hearing from you is accurate, you're basically saying that no matter who has the position of GM, Daryl's actually running the show next year. I, yeah, I, I don't think that the G, I don't think there's a GM that's going to come in here and say, I'm tearing this thing down to the studs because. Yeah, no, and I don't, that's Lash. not what I'm suggesting. Moving one guy doesn't mean it has to be picks, right? You can go, like, you can bring in players. It's their number one center. It's, it's their yeah, number no, one center. And he has kind of looked like a number two center this year, to be fair. Not Again, you're taught, again, there's two things. There's the thought process and the theory and the just the whole strategy behind it, which I agree with. Then there's what we yes. see here in yeah. this town with this team and this ownership. They just don't do it especially if you had a younger coach, maybe it's so, different. So, so with let's that walk coach, through. no let's chance. Walk. I've got one example that I think is interesting. And maybe it's not the perfect comp, but Curtis Glencross did not get along with Bob Hartley. It's not a secret. It's not talking out of school. Curtis will tell you, um, you know, if you ask Bob, he might acknowledge did the same thing publicly. It was clear that was not a marriage that was going to work. They were in a playoff spot. They were a team that was on their way, certainly not like ironclad postseason, but they were a good team that year. They sold him at the time. And I don't know, like, is it's not exactly apples to apples. And I'm not saying Curtis Glencross is an, as important as Elias Lindholm, but that was a situation where a player didn't like a coach. They saw the writing on the wall and it was time for them to get some assets. No, I would need to go much? back at, well, a little bit. I think you'd need to go back and see where they were in the standings. They made the like, playoffs. I, I, I know they weren't, they weren't, you know, out, uh, way out of it. But I think this would be like, this is a third line winger. Yeah, no, that's for, in an, uh, with an expiring point. contract, not not yeah. a, not yeah. Elias Lindholm. Yeah, um, I just can't imagine unless there's a deal that that may, that really makes sense in some way. But again, it's Daryl. He's not, yeah. he's not here to try and bring Jacob Pelche and Matthew Coronado and even Dylan Dubé and Andrew Mangiapane. It's not about them. Yeah. It's about, it's about Daryl. It's about veterans. That's, let's get good Branson and big D let's get Luke Shen. Like that's, that's the thought process. And I, there's, yeah. I just don't see how that changes this off season yeah. because everybody's most everybody's coming back. I think the, the, the question will be, does the owner acknowledge that Daryl Hockey flopped pretty hard this year? Is the owner still okay with the concept of Daryl running? Because well, the, the owner's not dumb. Daryl was an awful GM here. Daryl's a but very good it? coach. Or did the goaltending flop on them this year? 
well, if yeah, their no, goaltending, if their goaltending is just a little bit better, they're pro- they probably have 15 more points. They're probably middle of the I, pack. I'm with you, and I've been saying that all year. So I'll backtrack to say it flops isn't fair, but to suggest that Daryl is some savant that is like, where would we be without him? I think that luster's worn off a bunch. I think if you gave grades out, you're not handing out A's for the work Daryl did this year. There's the misstep with Pelche in the media. There's the immediate critiquing and you know not respectful behavior in his comments around Jonathan Huberto. There's the stubbornness with Milan Lucic on the second line. There's the refusal to play young players much at all until essentially your hands forced. Um, I feel like the owner's too smart to not see those things too. And so while traditionally I agree with what you're saying, I, I wonder about absolute power for Daryl more than I would have heading into this season. Again, it, you're, you're talking to me. I know how I feel about it. I just think if, if you're at the dome and you walk in, if you're the owner, you walk in, hey, Daryl, come into my office. Hey, yeah. what do you think if we uh, take a step back the next year or two? We're going to trade Elias. We're going to maybe move on Tanev. What's the answer going to be? I would think he probably says, get no, another coach. What, what are we getting back? Oh, that'd be great. If he says that, perfect. Get Save some money. Coach. Get someone modern. I don't think he said you know, that. I mean, I think he would voice his displeasure. But, you know, the, the owner's too smart to say give Daryl player personnel. He watched this team coming out of the lockout when Daryl ran it. They were awful in the draft. They were way too old. They gave too much money in term to old guys. But again, remember, you go back and we kind of, a, a year ago, gave kudos to management, to Conroy, Treliving, and then for building Daryl a team. Don't bring in guys yeah. that don't fit a Sutter system. Bring in guys right. that are Daryl guys. Don't let them GM's so, different though, right? And at I times know, you need I to take but, away his toys, like put Rooney in the minors or bring up a kid that he doesn't want to play, but now he's like looking at him in practice every day. I I think... I know you want this. I know you really want this. Want and, what? And, and you're trying to convince me something that you don't need to convince me about. But I think if you take it away and let, let's put some truth serum into you, it's like... The owner is who the owner is. No, no, I know, Darryl. but uh, Daryl doesn't you think, like. You, you don't think the owner's confidence has waned in Daryl? I, d- dude, how long's the owner been here? Like, he, he's not new. You've no, been here but, long enough. Have you seen well, what this dude, team has on. done? Curtis Glencross and Chris Russell; those are the only guys they've sold off. When have they ever done that? No. So what I'm saying is, we got to uh, move on. We, we're okay, just okay, we're okay, doing okay. laps. No, but no, well, no, I, I, what, I know you want to convince me Chris, on this. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just saying <laughs> I believe the owner's confidence isn't where it was on Daryl, and I think the confidence as a coach is one thing. The GM has got to be a different category. Anyway, it's not a good spot. We'll agree on that. Like I, what you're talking about has a lot of validity and truth, and I'm scared shitless of it because I think there's a lot of that that exists. Because I think it, if you want to. You look back to the Gaudreau thing. You weren't going to trade Johnny going into his last year. Almost resigned him, though. <laughs> right? You weren't, you weren't going to do it. You weren't going to do it. Should you have done it? I guess so. But you weren't going to do it. And I just don't see, un- unless it's a similar, st- you're getting another center who's, because that's how he got here in the first place, is it was, a, it was kind of a hockey trade. He was disgruntled in Carolina and couldn't get the deal he wanted or whatever, so mm-hmm. he wanted. He, he said, I'm not signing. They traded him. Unless it's something like that where that's quality NHL-ready slash 
you know, top six, top four, if it makes sense that way, then maybe it happens. But I, who's making that deal for an expiring contract without, unless they can sign them, which is what Tre Living did. I don't know. I, I just feel like they're it, not rolling it, it feel, six guys. It feels team, it man. feels naive to think that they're going to look and say, "Hey, do you want to do you want to be here?" And that anyone's going to give them a straight answer at that I've, point, and then they say, "Okay, then we're trading you." Well, talk. No, I, I wouldn't say that, but that's that's immediately what you do. Uh, of you, course, you it is the market. Yeah, I, I think like on Lindholm, I I think it's 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 clearly the most important of those six guys. You know, you we know what where Backlund is in his career and ditto for Chris Tanev and to Foley. I think, you know, he, he hasn't been a career flame and it feels like a great sell high opportunity. I, if you're bad next year, you sell him at the deadline. If he's not signed or whatever, sell him this off season. If you get a good deal, uh, what if they're in a playoff spot, swap him for some with term. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, maybe if they know that they've got Matthew Coronado in the bag, you're comfy doing that. Hmm. So, uh, were we buying or selling? Was I selling? Buy the or? sell or sell the sell? I'm buying the sell. I think tonight's loss is a clear message. This isn't uh, this group. Uh, it, it might be good enough on paper, and it's told you through 62 games it's not good enough on the ice. So if you can find some poor sucker that wants Nikita Zadorov, do what you need to do. Poor Zadora. Brought to you by Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate Group with CIR Realty. If you're buying, you're selling, whatever you're doing, let Derek do the work for you. Email Derek D. Newman, hello Newman, at CIRRealty.ca or call 403-619-6661. Derek Newman with CIR Realty, Newman Dean's. Uh, final score, Calgary Falls 2-1 to one in regulation to Toronto and it is hard. It's a final now. The Wild have beaten the uh, the Vancouver Canucks. So the Kraken, Scoreboard, the Predators, yeah. and the Wild all pick up two points tonight. So they stay five back of Winnipeg, if I'm correct, and Winnipeg gets another game in hand. They're Edmonton tomorrow, I believe, back is to how back. that works. Oilers so. could be the Flames' friends the next two, but it just still feels like there's a lot of Hail Marys that need to happen here in the last uh, six weeks. Hmm. You had to win. <laughs> you had to win those games. You had to win those games against the... You're up 3-1 against Vegas? Man. I mean, it just goes without saying, but... And you knew it at the time. You're going to get to the end of the season. You're going to get to near, near the end. I mean, there's 20 games left, but you're going to get to the end of the season, look back, and, well, you could have had that, and you should have had that, mm -hmm. and you could have needed that. But truly, the... Uh, it's a broken record, but the goaltending, although it was not a factor tonight... wasn't tonight. This is what happens been. when you got no runway. It's like this would have been a, a moral victory in a lot of ways, or at least a hey, move on to the next one. You just can't when you're this far back. So Minnesota Saturday at the Dome, and then they've got them again in, a, a what, a few nights, three nights later? They go to Dallas on, uh, what, Monday and then Minnesota Tuesday or Tuesday and Wednesday? No, Monday and Tuesday. It's back-to-back, -back, yeah. Two games and four nights against the Wild. So it's at home at Minnesota, travel day, Dallas, Minnesota. If you got any hope left, uh, we'll see you in a week. Well, mate, let's get some points. Because I mean, tomorrow's the deadline, whatever. But a week today, those three games, that'll be six points, four of them, proverbial four-pointers, right? Mm -hmm. against, uh, against the Wild. What have the Wild been doing? They've been playing any better here? 
Yes, they have. They're on a rough skid. I feel like they've put a nice uh, two weeks together, week and a half together. Yeah. The wild. Well, yeah. They Sitting had a right rough behind. road swing, I want to say, three, four weeks ago. It was a tough patch for them. They added Johansson. Gustafson's looking good in net. They pick up uh, Nyquist. I'm not exactly sure what's going on health-wise there, what they're expecting. but Is Nashville going to finish ahead of the Flames here? Uh, are they done selling? Here? Are they done selling? <laughs> I mean, if, you're, if Nashville's smart, they won't. You, you call up Biskarov and let him play a ton. Like, figure it out. Uh, David Poyle's no dummy. Finishing ninth isn't going to help you. Drafting ninth well. That's the other thing. Even for the Flames, if you if you're gonna start to spin and look at the uh, the reverse, the inverse standings, mm-hmm. there's only so far they're gonna go. Yeah, without a ma- major collapse, and I don't see them having a major collapse. It would be lovely to get a look at some of the kids, but this coach don't work that way. <laughs> right. There's no. Hey, here's Lider. a chance to get Matthew. Yeah. No, fuck Matthew Phillips. No, he's no, five six. No, oh, no, no chance. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the story from the dome. It does, it, it does feel like a huge one. And you go back, you even think the one against Colorado that felt that felt like a kick in the in the shins. The Boston two one you on felt two. good about because yeah. they you played, played really well. well. But two a, on two a team, in that one again, and they did it tonight, right? Because they thumped Buffalo yep. and fastest team to one hundred points, sixty one games. <laughs> Sway dog tonight. Don't don't matter who. There's some guys sitting in Boston. Their job is to do post-game shows after Bruins games. I'll tell you what. Those are fucking boring. <laughs> it's probably easier to do. Losers. Them, but they're boring. Remember when this know. team was like 5-1 and one before they lost to Edmonton? 5-2? and two? It's like always it's Rhett's thing. And he was yeah, Rhett was bitching boring. already. Oh, what are we going to talk about? Steam so boring. Well, and you know, it's very inside baseball but like hmm. when things are going well it's like yeah good job well, here's where they play next when shit's hitting the fan you gotta solve problems Dion. people is like do this don't do that fire this guy this guy go put him on the mars mission get him out of here yeah that doesn't happen when you're winning neilio 94 in the uh, chat uh, mm. this room is the most depressing place on youtube right now <laughs> in all of youtube I gotta think there's gotta be some awfully sad there's shit some on YouTube. Darker holes than that, right? Come like, on. is there not some like death videos or some death marches or funerals or something? This cannot be. YouTube's a big place. So, like, that's you're talking about the world. This is the saddest place in the whole world right now. There's some. Come on, underscore Neilio ninety four. Maybe it could be the most depressing Flames post game show. No, I was here for I think both Detroit's. Oh, no, I don't mean Those ours. Were. I just mean amongst the other people talking about the Flames on this night. It's probably oh, not a huge list. Anyway, That's not a lot of them. Um, you know who fucked us tonight? <laughs> Smooth transition, right? Uh, yeah, real good, yeah. The goddamn video coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs who saw the Flames were three feet offside and Only called back feet. the Nazem Kadri goal set up by Rasmus Anderson. Yeah, we had a little action on our Betway bets of the day earlier today. I had the Anderson power play point paying plus 240. Guess who passed it over to Kadri? Rasmus Anderson. Who did you have uh, as part of a little multi combo bet? Nazem yeah. Kadri to score against his old team, and it was a laser. Look good. 
Yeah, it did look good. It's a hell of a shot. It was a hell of a shot. Yeah, I had uh, Matthews and Kadri both to get goals tonight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I needed an empty net. They needed that one to count. You challenge goalie interference on the other one, get that overturned, and then Huberto was going to set up an empty net. Or he loves the empty net apples. Let's go. But you know, you know the thing about Betway and and doing these things. Hmm. Got a, got another chance tomorrow. We do, and we've been doing good. Day. All right, we I hit the I hit the two point Nachushkin the other day. You hit something a couple days ago. Yeah, too. buddy, I was I banged both. Marner? I had Marner yeah. the Marner power play point oh, in Edmonton. Yeah. I had a power play point. He got the regulation, but I was looking for some value. Looking for some. All right, big. And Rhett, man, was you want to talk about bad beats. Oh, there has been some crazy things happening in sport. And you're like, I was this close. He had Buffalo money line victory over the Bruins at like plus 225. They only lost by six tonight. Yeah. And Boston out on the road trip, first game back. Buffalo's really chomping at the bit, really want to get at them. Hey, look out. The Sabres in that playoff hunt in the in the East. 7-1 Bruins. Oh. First game back, you know, second best the Sabres, the mighty Jeez. Sabres, seven to one. Yeah, yeah. it's the oh, betway. Yeah, that's our betway yeah, bets. Bet yeah. Tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another day. You know what the great news is? I've, the next why game do I is hear sarcasm in your no, voice? No, what? The next game Saturday against the Wild, no afterburner. That is great. Also, they'll have Kevin Hayes in the lineup, who they'll add in trade tomorrow. <laughs> Deadline, right? The Wild. Or What's the a first? No, the Flames. I'll oh, get rid of these first. Let's we're, we're winning yeah. now. Daryl says it's a window to win. Unfinished business. Yeah, they'll be taking on Noah Hannafin, Tyler Toffoli, and the Dallas Stars on Monday, <laughs> and then Kevin Hayes and the Minnesota Wild on Tuesday. Is there what's? I mean, what? You expecting anything tomorrow? Who's even left? We oh. talked about it today. JVR. JVR. Gross. I mean, it's gross at what price? Like, it's if it's a fourth, I love it. Oh, if a, it's a second, he's bar. such a dog. He's a dog. That dog can score more goals than a lot of flames can. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, yeah, they're, they're not here. in a position to add. Wait, wait till, till Daryl saps the life out of him. Fucking flaming horse head. Fangs in you. <laughs> it's like he's forgotten how to score. What's happened to Huberto? <laughs> I'm going from torts to Sutter. What is that? Is that uh, an upgrade? How are you? I don't know how that is. Oof, I don't know what you Where call does that. torts end? Yeah. I think torts well, that's is going to do it. Raw, uh, raw around the boys. Yeah, yeah maybe. That's going to do it for tonight. Tough loss for the Calgary Flames. Our record takes another. another... Hey, we went an hour tonight. That's too long. New record? What'd you do with yeah. Kerr? Four hours? <laughs> I don't remember. Were you passed out in the chair for a while? Yeah, drooling? No. It was about an hour. It was about an hour, hour ish, hour something. People are still hanging strong. We got people watching. Thank you for doing sure that. Hey, do. we're pretty lucky to have people, you know, that put up with our nonsense and happen to, you know, mildly or even more than mildly enjoy what we do. So shout out to everyone that's hanging out here at whatever fucking time it is after it's another shitty much, one goal loss. It's too Fuck. much us. We do the thing in the morning and then we're doing this. It's yeah. just too much. It's too much. We, ice. we need to wheel some uh, bench players through this spot here. Then you can do every third one. How's that sound? Mm. It's a new non-cur record. That's from the text. Thanks. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, all again, you can't. If we all stock ourselves and measure ourselves up against Kerr, you're going to feel well, it's like taking stats ourselves. from the dead puck era and comparing that to, you know, the 80s and comparing that to when you couldn't make a forward pass. You got to. You got to compare against comparables. It's apples right. to apples. This is a non-cur record. 
So 32 saves for Jacob Markstrom, a goal shorthanded by Blake Coleman, up to 14 on the year. It's been a decent year for uh, Blake Coleman. That line, man, I'm telling you, they've been the Flames' best, most consistent line since they were put together, Jan 7-ish. Manchpanny, Coleman, uh, Backlund. Yeah, but former Flame, forever a Flame, Cali Yarncroke, his goal, 220 into the third is the deciding goal as the Flames fall 2-1. to one. There's a few former Flames over there, Brody and Gio. One, three, and two in their last six games. So They've I know that's, that's not a heater, right? That's when a we fucking say we cooler. They need to go on a heater. You, you go put your six packs on that six-game okay. run. They'll cool them right off, okay? Yeah. You stay away from the fucking casino, ruin people, people's lives if you're that cold. Thank you, Derek Newman and Newman Dean's Real Estate Group. Thank you, Mandeep and BK Beaufort Liquor, proud sponsors of Afterburner. That will do it. We'll be back next week. See you tomorrow, buddies. Yeah, I can't wait. Trade deadline. Whoa. Can't wait. See you tomorrow. Good night.